Hello out there, Foxes fans, and welcome back to another edition of the U.S. Foxes podcast. Coming to you live, as always, from various time zones around the United States. I, as always, am your host in San Diego, Matt Folks. Joined this evening by two of my wonderful co-hosts over in New York City. First, Mr. Jason Becker of the New York Foxes. How are you doing, my friend? Pretty good, pretty good. We're going to have a little bit of Lester uh, in town tomorrow. Kasabian's making their stop in New York City, so a bunch of us are looking forward to uh, checking them out and seeing what the uh, the boys from Leicester uh, are all about on stage these days. Oh, super jealous, dude. Uh, just kind of lamenting the fact that they're the closest they're going to be to San Diego is uh, L.A., and uh, also it's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, so unfortunately nothing to be able to try and make the trip besides Mr. Chris Warner. So you, are you going to try? Are you going to be able to get up there? Oh, I will be there. I've already planned contingency A, B, and C. I haven't seen Kasabian in years, so I'm super excited to actually go check them out again um, and see how they're doing. And just just hear a Lester in the middle of Southern California. Yeah, and and get getting to see the new lineup too with uh, Serge up front. That'll be that'll be sweet. But uh, yeah, that should be a good time. And hopefully, you can get a uh, San Diego Foxes scarf around their neck. Uh, up there in LA. So yeah, that'll that'll be awesome. Guys, we we fly into yet another week here already. A disappointing one at that. Foxes lose to Burrow as I'm sure everyone here knows. And uh yeah, depending on again where where you're getting your news from, it's it's either the end of the world or something to just kind of shrug your shoulders at. I tend to be on the latter of that discussion, like looking at things and just seeing numbers and how how the game's played out. And once again, the only way that we seem to be scored on is through some insane goal. And once again, we had that again this week. So I guess I'll start with you, Chris. Your thoughts? We had a great day at the uh, Bluefoot together besides the result, but uh, good to get the gang back together in San Diego. Yeah. Um, I think that performance was one of those cliche performances in the sense that if you don't take your chances, you don't win games. And if you shoot yourself in the foot in positions, you might lose games. I mean, that first half, we really should have seen the game out. We had numerous chances. Um, And then in the second half, I think we shot ourselves in the foot by giving them the opportunity to score that free kick. I mean, it was just kind of just lazy play that led to it. So even even in the best case scenarios, if you don't take your chances, you're going to struggle to win games in this league. And... I think it, I echo your points, Matt. I think it was one of those weird blip of a game. Um, and I think like the podcast title says, last time we didn't want the international break to come because we were on a roll. But I think this time around, the international break is somewhat of a blessing and kind of a chance for us to probably reset heading into the Christmas period. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking too. And, you know, I, I just, for me, I just, when you look at the number of chances that we had, whether we're hitting the post or, I mean, their keeper, once again, this is a recurring theme this season. Their keeper plays the the match of his life against us and just pulling saves out of his ass that make no sense whatsoever. So you combine, you know, KDH's chance, Ricky's chance, Nacho hitting the post. Um, I mean, there were so many opportunities for us to, 
literally put that thing away in the first half because they didn't offer shit in the second half coming forwards against us. And it was just, you know, 11 behind the ball. It, it, so I'm, I'm, I'm just not really, you know, hitting that panic button yet, Jason. And I mean, in my opinion, if these losses had come, you know, a little bit, you know, one at the beginning and then one seven games later and then one five games later, the media would not be making nearly the uh, shit show of this as it is thus far. But the fact that they've come back to back, I think, has just, you know, amplified everything to, you know, one nothing back to back losses. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see a, a second half. Yeah, we were controlling the game right it, it was it was our game and we kind of i guess chris said shot ourselves in the foot but i didn't really see that game like maybe some others have maybe um enzo's um one-man pr machine guillaume belog um i didn't really see it as like we had all these like crazy clear-cut chances that we and we should have had three or four goals it did seem a little worrying, like the uh, the creativity up front and the, the the final play, and we just weren't really on the same page. Um, I think for me, what's more worrying than the fact that it's two losses on the bounce is that if you look at some of our recent performances, haven't really been playing at our best. Really, ever since uh, a lot of it comes down to when when Indy got hurt, but we're lucky, I think, to to get out of QPR with a win. I don't think we played well there. Sunderland, you know, we 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 get, we fought through that game. Sunderland um, lose to Leeds, and I think overall Leeds were were the better side, uh, and then lose to Borough. So if you if we look at our form, it's um, there are concerning signs there and and i think this is a reality check that maybe we weren't going to just walk the league and, and have everything wrapped up at by the end of christmas well do you think that that is a i mean down to injuries in your opinion and that, like you mentioned you know indeedy falling out is he you know that big of a pivot for us or do you think it's down to you know, Enzo's uh, Enzo ball just starting to get found out. That much more tape being out there, and a lot of good managers in this league and good players that now are having the you know resources to sit and watch hours on end of Maresca ball and see how we're starting to uh, come together. You think it's more that? Yeah. I think it's a combination of all of those things. I don't think the injuries helped. Uh, indeed, he has been one of our better players this year. One of our more dynamic players helps us win the ball the pitch. And he's been contributing goals uh, all season. McAteer, I think his movement off the ball is great. He's such a dynamic player. And again, he contributes a lot of goals. Um, and so missing those two players has, has hurt. Not, have, not having Eunice also, we're kind of short. We had such a wealth of, of wingers. And now we've been short at the winger position. The midfield hasn't been as dynamic. Cassidy's had some tough games. And then when both of your strikers are just not playing well and you don't have that option for a number nine, it's just like uh, it's a it's a rough combination of, of factors and um, difficult to go and have that cutting edge and get that goal when you when you need to. Uh, 
in in this possession style and and perhaps we might need to switch things up and, and be a little bit more direct at times because i think you're well, right i think there there now is video library all over and and teams have kind of learned that we're going to set up the same way and we're going to try to play the same kind of football every game and 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 the better sides in this league are adapting it does seem, you know, I mean, Burrow had pretty impressive press, impressive press, impressive press on us. And um, before the, the beginning of the year, we weren't seeing that. We were just seeing teams like sit back and and we remember we were getting cocky and saying, oh, man, we want them to come at us because then that's what we would allow. And now it seems the opposite. It's just uh, sort of of the we were having a very bad time with, against the press, Chris. Well, I think, yeah, but I also think that teams are – Teams are kind of doing that low block. I think Middlesbrough did that a lot in the second half as well, where they got everybody behind the ball and said, hey, you can play in front of us, but you're not breaking down those lines. And I think that was one of the things that we were good at earlier in the season was being able to play that pass, break lines and move forward quickly. And I think teams are now just sitting back and that's going to be an issue for us because it relies on creativity and kind of moments of genius. And like Jason said, we got that at QPR away with Winks and the Wonder Goal, but on Saturday we just didn't see it. I thought we relied too much on kind of winger hero ball. We mm. were getting the ball out wide and asking our wingers to try and take on three players and then play an impossible cross on a six-punch to somebody. And I think that's not really going to work um, in this league. And I think the other thing as well, and Jason talked about this great, was the loss of Ndidi. When you lose a player like that, it's now putting Cassidy being out of form and Dennis Pratt being injured. It's putting a lot of pressure on KDH to be that guy that links the play between the defence and and our strikers. And I think we've been these past couple of games, yes, KDH has been busy and he's been doing his KDH things, but I don't think we can rely on him to be that source of creativity. And I think that becomes an issue then and we kind of get stuck and spin our wheels a little bit. So I, I think with the changes coming back after the international break, we'll see a better and more improved and more balanced side. I think balance was a big thing that we missed. But, um, yeah, I think it's just a case where there's, like you said, Matt, just I think a combination of things kind of let us down at the weekend. I, I do think there's a little bit of fatigue also, right? You add all that together and you're not able to rotate the squad as much as you want. There's fatigue there. And unlike a lot of the other clubs in the championship, when it's international break time for us, it's not a holiday for a lot of our squad. We still have a right. lot of internationals. And so we didn't come back from the last break kind of as refreshed, maybe as as we would have thought we would be. Uh, but now I think with Ndidi hopefully coming back after the break, Eunice coming back, McAteer being at fit, full fitness, um, and then maybe Connor Cody getting a look in, we, we, we might see a more I, – I, I think – I mean, I'm not all doom and gloom right now. We lost you – know, we haven't been playing well. We're still in first place. I, I do see a lot of reason for optimism coming out of the international break, and, I, and I'm pretty bullish on on us and our um, our chances, you know, through the festive period. Yeah, I another thing that you know we're we, we're bemoaning uh, kind of the play, and Nacho had just a stinker on Saturday. I mean, it was. Oof. 
really tough one for him. And, you know, we, we see Vardzen come on and then both of them together looked almost worse than just one, one of them alone. Uh, but it does seem that we might have some relief there. Uh, a young Tom Cannon gets on into the squad. We don't get to see him in the side, doesn't get, get subbed on, but he is in the side now. And I think he might offer, you know, something that the other guys don't. I mean, when we look at our strikers, we love them to death for what they've done for the club, but they aren't Enzo's strikers at the end of the day. And uh, in Tom Cannon, we have a chance of us. Uh, we have a player that a uh, striker that Enzo has picked out, you know, uh, personally, pretty much. And, and for whatever reason, he's got an eye on on how Tom plays and, and thinks that that can work into his system. So hopefully uh, we will see him um, get a cha- chance to run in the side, um, you know, when we come back against uh, Watford next week. Uh, yeah. He's going to offer something, Chris? Yeah, he's going to offer us that option that Jason was talking about to go a bit more direct. I think that's a huge thing for us, to be able to change the play a little bit. He's going to be a big lad up there i think also the international break is going to be a great opportunity for him to actually get involved in full training on because i think ultimately he's probably just starting to get into the setup now so i think it's going to be it's going to be a huge chess piece to play over the christmas period and i mean the games you know like for american listeners who have been with us since the beginning like the christmas period in england is nuts when it comes to games as a game I know this year they've tried to be a little bit better and spread it out a little bit more, but it, we're still playing three times a week around the Christmas. We play the 23rd, the 26th, the 29th and the 1st. So we're playing, what, four four games in nine days. So we're going to need players like that involved. And, yeah, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. yeah. Just, <laughs> it's a lot. Um, and then... We'll turn around from that, and Afcon will start, and we'll lose those players. So, this is, um, you know, this is this is it. Like, this is the crunch time of the season, I think, right now. And um, hopefully, some of our guys can get rested and we get healthy going into it. Um, uh, Cannon is, you know, he he hasn't he hasn't had a ton of game time at the top flight, but if you look at his record, you can't argue with his goal scoring record. And no. He does seem like a striker that does a lot of his business in the box. And Chris, I think you made a really good point about this winger hero play. And that's what we saw against Burrow. We saw against Leeds. This winger's doing everything, having to like come up with a miraculous goal or crossing into place and setting in great balls where, where there isn't a striker. So we need a number nine that's going to be there and be in position to you know be on the end of those plays. I think um, we talked about how cr- critical the timing of this break is, and you know we were all worried about it, you know, before about it stopping our momentum. And in, in reality, it's it's the band aid that hopefully we can use. And you know, in my opinion, the guys just got to stop listening to the hype. I think that the way that this season has exploded, they, they've not only have we been surprised, I think the players were a bit surprised and the, the they've just been rolling through the league. I think maybe we got some big heads going on and guys kind of just forgot what a grind that this league can be, Chris. And, and I honestly, I think that they can use this time to maybe come back to earth. And, you know, we've been, you know, embarrassed now uh, a couple times. And I, I really think that they could use this as a catalyst, hopefully to um, come back strong. 
Yeah, I, I think I think also we've got to remember here we play these were two teams that are top six, probably in the top six in terms of the best teams in the championship. I think that's another thing for us to look at. I mean, the run after the international break, we're playing teams like Watford, Plymouth, Wednesday, teams that are typically a little bit lower down the table as well. So I think, like you said, Matt, I don't think there's any need to panic. I think ultimately, yeah, if the players didn't understand that this was going to be a slog and going to be a crazy season, then they do now because you're, you're going to Middlesbrough, going all these sorts of places it yeah it's just gonna they're gonna have to well we'll get we'll get there i think that's the key thing um and it's just gonna it just we just have to adjust and um yeah i'm still I'm still confident we're gonna win it i'm not they, these two things as i said are just blitz in the road it would be foolish for us to think we would have gone unbeaten between now and may it's just it, fortunately we lost two games back to back yeah, that's that's my whole thing. Is like it just the timing of it sucks? Yes, it was back to back, but there is that little ting in the back of my mind that they were two very good teams. So hopefully, you know, we can we can figure that out. And and I honestly believe like once we once we do get it clicking and stuff like that, it, it things will be. I I think it'll all work itself out. But this is just the championship, guys, and and it's a bitch down here, Jason. Yeah, well. It is, you know, and, and things happen very quickly in this in this division. You know, you can uh, gaps can close in a matter of a week. We're playing three games in a week, you know, things things can change. You can find yourself on the outside of relegation, and next thing you know, you're in the playoff spots, and you can see yourself in an automatic spot. And next thing you know, you're not sure if you're going to make the playoff either. So it all happens very quickly in this league, and you need to stay focus everyone needs to kind of be on their game and you need a, a deep squad with all resources you know available to um to step up because you have to rotate your squad in this division there's no other way around it um so yeah i mean i am a little concerned with the way that we have been playing um and you know lately but I do see a lot of reason for optimism on the other side of the international break. Um, and then it's going to get very interesting very quickly because before we know it, that January transfer window will be open. And I'm sure there'll be more yeah. than a few rumors swirling about some of our players. And let's see, you know, if anyone's tempted or if any of the big, uh, any Premier League club comes, comes sniffing around and see what that does to, to the mindset of the, of the team. So it's going to be... It, this is going, you know, if we thought that the that the first part of the season was interesting and, and fun and, and, and crazy, I mean, what we're going to see over the next um, month and a half, two months, is going to just make that seem like nothing. It's right. going to get wild. Like, it's oh, yeah. going to be nuts. The games are going to come so thick and fast. There isn't going to be an international break. You've got the festive period and everything that's happening around there. And then, oh, guess what? Then the transfer window is going to open. And right before AFCON starts. So, like, just get ready now. This was just, like, that wasn't even, like, you know, the first chapter of the book, what we just went through. That was just a forward. Like, we're, we're about right. to get into it now. 
Yeah, I think that's kind of why I'm I'm so optimistic on this, guys. A couple one or three one one nil losses against three very good teams that will be, you know, at least up there, depending on who holds kind of sputtering a bit, but I still think they're a very good side. And it's not like these aren't four nothing losses to Forest, you know, in the FA Cup. These this these are very tight tight games that uh could have gone either way. I mean a few bounces. So not not uh going to be uh crying about it just oh, yet. Yeah, Matt, and as you said, I mean we lost to probably one of the best free kicks I've seen in years. That's that what I mean. <laughs> no one in the and world would save that. It was it was <laughs> it was Beckham, James Ward Prowse esque. The kid absolutely yeah. I bet that kid could take the free kick twenty five times and and not put it put it over the bar twenty four of them and that one time unfortunately he scored against us. Yeah, well, I'm not shocked the way that it's gone this year. Um, did want to take a moment to send it to our uh, at match correspondent. He was at the at the ground, took the long drive up to Burrow uh, to you know watch that uh, unfortunate performance. So, did want to send it over for a few minutes to our boy Ollie with his opinion on the match. Hey Matt, hey US Foxes, hope all as well. Um, just a quick one on the game of the weekend against Middlesbrough. Um, and a little touch on last Friday against Leeds, which I didn't really uh, say anything about because I just wasn't, yeah, I wasn't best pleased after after Friday night. But it's one of them. It's the, I think for me, it's the manner we lost in because um, I just didn't didn't just seem that they cared on Friday. It was like watching the uh, the Leicester of last season, um, and Leeds wanted it more. Leeds did. Leeds weren't good. But we were just that bad that they looked looked at the better side, and they were. They won. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's in the future, past. Sorry. Um, yeah, Saturday another disappointing one to be honest. But uh, no one's saving that that free kick really from Sam Greenwood. It's in off the post and into, into the top corner. <clears throat> but it's just. It's that final pass and slash getting that shot away. We just can't seem to make it work at the minute with that that final pass and finishing as well. We're just trying to pass it into the back of the net. Um, as much as I love him because he plays for, plays for the club, I don't want to see Iheanacho playing over the three strikers that we have. How he played 90 minutes, 95 minutes on the Saturday is beyond me. He could have had four. Four goals himself. Um, yeah, I weren't really wasn't impressed. I was considering we had three strikes on the bench. Vardy got both, and obviously, but you got Pats and Dakar who can terrorise defences. You got Cannon who's not even been given a chance yet because of injury, but he's back. He's fit enough to play. Why not play him? Um, especially when the striker that you've got on is doing a terrible job. Um, but yeah, it's one of them disappointing results. But we'll go again after the international break. Um, Against Watford, it's a it's a decent game to come back to. I think home game against the team, not not up up our end of the table. I should I should say. Um, so yeah, let's hope we can sort our shit out. I hope that's the end of the blip that we've been having. But yeah, um, that's all I've got to say really. Um, still look forward to every single game. Looking forward to buying tickets and going. So. 
that's uh, that's not lost on me yet. But yeah, um, just keep keep the faith, fellas, and up the city. Cheers to Ollie for taking the time as always. And yeah, I think he he kind of echoes some of some of our sentiments uh, there. Um, and uh, yeah, just I felt so shitty that they made that long ass drive up there to uh, Burrow for that unfortunate result. Well, hopefully while he was up there, he had himself a Palmo. I don't know. Have you guys heard about Palmos? Oh, the, the official the meal. Official of, food of, in the Northeast, yeah. yeah. Just seems like Yorkshire this year has just been our fucking Achilles heel thus far. Like, I, it's, honestly, it's just been terrible. Well, that and the fact we've had to play 17 teams from Yorkshire. Well, Middlesbrough's a little bit north of Yorkshire. So, but you're yeah, right, yeah. Matt. The, northern, the northern Northeast. Northeast. <laughs> That's almost Northeast Scotland we're talking friendly. Yeah, well, t- shout out to uh, Ollie, and yeah, thank you for it as always, my guy. Did have some news that was pretty cool during the week. Uh, Mareska and Willie Kirk, both of our oh, managers, men's and women's teams. What's that, bud? It is. It's technically North Yorkshire, so. Is it really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I apologize, Matt. I apologize. Right, cool. Look at Matt. Look at Matt teaching teaching you a little geography lesson about your own country. <laughs> I apologize, Matt. All yours, I, buddy. You teach yeah, me. Yeah, no, no worries, dude. The Yorkshire curse. Uh, I want to break it, so I, I was kind of hoping I was wrong. Yeah, well, um, Matt, Matt, just being the, like the nice, you know, magnanimous guy he is, wasn't even going to challenge you. Was just going to let it go and just be. Hey, I would not. I would not. Uh, I doubt Chris would challenge me if I was talking about Ohio geography or California geography or something like that. So, May, you I should, would. Uh, you should challenge. You should challenge me every time we watch Jeopardy. Me and the misses and a British character who comes on. She looks at me and goes, "Okay, you're going to get five for five. If I get one, I'm proud of myself. Like <laughs> I really know nothing. So, Matt, please challenge me as much as you can, buddy. We'll do." From now on, you got it. Any geography challenges are coming. And Chris, around. you're a guy who spent a good chunk of your life in in Yorkshire too. I did. Yes, yeah, incredible South how Yorkshire. big it, it's pretty big, eh? Like for like <laughs> relative to the size of the island, Yorkshire yeah, seems like huge. huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're damn right. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, yeah, as we were saying, though, there was some some pretty cool news during the week. Uh, both Enzo and Willie Kirk both won Managers of the Month for their respective squads, the men's squad and the women's squad. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Unfortunately, it does seem like it's uh, turned into a bit of a curse, uh, given the result for us against Burrow. And uh, don't know how many of you got a chance to watch the women's match on Sunday against Arsenal, but uh, it started out very, very well. That's we'll we'll start with that. Uh, the ladies honestly jump out to a, an incredible lead, uh, scoring our first ever league goal against Arsenal in the 36, uh, and then 54 seconds later, uh, Janice came and receives the ball from Hannah Kane to make it two nothing. And at that point, I mean, we're flying right. Like it's uh, Sam Tierney scores a, a great goal to get us kicked off, and then literally in dream world and and head into the second half i know that the texts were going all around the lester groups for those of uh our friends that weren't watching those of us that were we wanted to make sure that they pulled pulled it up to uh pull up the fa player when and and get a watch of the match when it's two nothing we're like guys you got to watch this girls are playing out of their minds and then the second half came and uh the gap in both 
uh, mental maturity and both physical prowess. I mean, the gap was just uh, drilled into us, really. Um, Arsenal scored four goals in 12 minutes, which is it, it really, if you go back and watch it, it's pretty, pretty hard to believe. But um, I think just the lack of maturity, because you could just see the girls. First one goes in, it's like, okay. Then the second one goes in, then the third one goes in, and you can just see the shoulders going down on the ladies. Uh, and, and it really did feel like they gave up, uh, ends up being six to two final, um, just a masterclass by Arsenal, both their manager and their players to come out in that second half and just pour it on, you know, a younger inexperienced side like Lesta. Uh, so positives in the first half, but the second half left, uh, pretty, pretty bad, Jason. Yeah. I mean, look, that's Arsenal side. They, they, they brought out like bonafide world cup stars in the second half to you know off the bench which is pretty absurd but um the first half was great i mean the first half was um i like i i love when hattie kane gets the ball on the left wing and and she's got that space and like has that the confidence and the ability to to take on players and make things happen i think she's just such a dynamic and, and fun player to watch um we were a little bit unlucky i mean kind of shot ourselves in the foot uh, a bit in the um in the second half maybe some of the goals were just like a little sloppy and we were set out to just like make sure that everyone was you know had their head screwed in and ready to defend but i don't know i thought missy godwin had a penalty shout i thought which, so too which would have made it gave us a chance to tie the game back up at, at 3-3 and then immediately you know, Arsenal take the ball down and, and, and score, and it's four two, and yeah, there, there it is. The game is over. So a little unlucky, but oh man, I was starting to feel super full of myself. It's happening. They're getting that big scalp. They're going to do it. I will say though, if that first half is an indication of anything, that it, it shows the progress that that we're making. Yeah, and and, and this team, you know. May not be this week, may not be next week, but but it will happen. They they will take down a squad of, of some of those big girls. And 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 to your point, Jason, um, about how they've played so, this year, defensive had only given up six goals at home all year. We had literally six at home all year, and that number has now doubled. Um, so you know the the skills there they just they this will be a great learning opportunity i think willie will just use this as a chance to really show and and you know arsenal it's just that's a fucking hell of a side like you said um unfortunately that's three losses in a row uh to put us in seventh now four points above the drop uh with spurs next who are sitting in fourth right now so not getting any easier for the girls but hopefully they can uh pull it together and, and i think I, I think the spurs game is definitely winnable Definitely mm. winnable. I think yeah. Chelsea and Arsenal are cut above the rest at this moment in time in that league. Yeah. Um, but I think Spurs is definitely winnable. And then it goes into this weird part of the season where, they get, where they're playing the league and then the cup competition at the same time. And it's kind of, that's tough as well because you've got to keep momentum. So it, it's for, for the for the smaller subset of games that they play, It is the the level of competition is just exponentially improving every year in that league it's fantastic to see and matt to your point and jason your point like it i don't you don't think like two nil last year 
would not have been the, the first half would not have happened last year and that's just showing yeah. the momentum we're building as a club and we're in the right we're heading in the right direction i think for leicester fans yes it's four points to matt's point to the drop zone but four points in this league can be much bigger than that because of the because of the teams that are playing so um definitely yeah Jason, I'm with you, mate. We're going to get him. We're going to get someone, and hopefully it'll be Spurs at the weekend. I'm ready. Uh, so, yeah, guys, make sure you tune in for that one. Uh, get your fill of Leicester football while the men are off in their various home countries representing their various home squads. Uh, and obviously, as with every international break, just pray for no injuries for the boys uh, and that we can come back healthy. That is the most important thing. Um, I don't think there were any big shockers as, uh, out of the squad of, of, of who got selected or picked to go. I did see it was cool that Vestigard uh, got picked for Denmark as well as Mads. Uh, he will be going to back up Casper, the goat uh, for Denmark. So that'll be pretty cool experience for them. I would have to say. Um, and yeah, after that, if we get back guys, we will have uh, both Watford and then uh, Sheffield Wednesday on a Wednesday. So I uh, that's that's a unique one. Unfortunately, it's a 4.30 a.m. On, uh, here on the West Coast. So that'll be a, a tough one to watch. Anything else, guys? We covered uh, everything. Yeah, I got to just give a shout out to, to my man Craig from New York Foxes. Um, good buddy, not only just of, of the New York Foxes, but also San Diego. He's, he's made that pilgrimage over to see you guys a few times. Yes, sir. Um, I was not at the, at the factory, and he um, went through hell and high water and a Veterans Day parade to get to the factory to uh, so that we can you know log in and, and show the game for, for everyone. So I know that my apologies. There were some folks that were there, may have missed the first couple of minutes uh, of the game, but... Um, Hopefully there will be, you know, 100% fewer parades in, in New York City and won't run into those complications. So uh, big ups to my man, Craig, for uh, making sure that the New York Foxes faithful were able to watch the game at, at the football factory. We are big. And also to Jack, of course, for for even, you know, for still holding the, the TV for us um, while, while it's still, you know, had like the blank direct TV logo. The issue is going on. Yeah, big big Craig fans and his lovely wife on the uh, in in San Diego. She's got family out here, so we get to see them sometimes a couple times a year. So yeah, yeah, I can't wait to see them again and uh, and and celebrate some some good wins. They always seem we always seem to have good results when they're in town as well. So that's cool. We had a great turnout in San Diego. I think we had uh, nine of us at the Bluefoot, Chris. Uh, Drinks were flowing, songs were singing, Arsenal was going on. But uh, shout out to our bartender, Rodney, who, uh, <laughs> despite the copious amounts of room on the second half of the bar where, where the Lesta match is shown, when, when we're not on TV, we have to plug in uh, the Foxes Hub to the backroom TV. And that's what we show back there. And, you know, our, we've said before, Arsenal, they average probably, I'd say, 75 people i would for for every match and despite that uh rodney who was not in a great mood after the uh, tottenham result earlier in the day to wolves uh was not putting up with any of their shit and made sure that they all had to be crammed into one side of the bar while we were basically doing calisthenics and stretches on with all the room in the world on the other side he had all of 
the London, the Arsenal fan shoved into that side of the bar. So shout out to Rodney, uh, just simply the best and uh, love that boy and his hatred of Arsenal, which just is so entertaining at dy the dynamic at the blue foot. But yeah, guys, on that note, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Just a short one for you this week before the break. Uh, a, coming in like a cool 35 minutes, it looks like. So uh, thank you, as always, for joining us on the U.S. Foxes podcast. If you could, if you did enjoy the show, go ahead and slap that five-star review. It does help us get the word out there about the pod and grow it. For Chris and Jason and Jim, I am Matt, and we will see you next time on the U.S. Foxes podcast. Cheers. Cheers.